Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey, hey, I hope that you are having the most magical day. Thank you so much for being here listening to this latest episode of Shine Online. I am sharing with you today a process and a whole bunch of thoughts for you if you are currently feeling frazzled. At the time of release of this episode, it is October, and I actually recorded this podcast episode two years ago as a Facebook Live, so it wasn't recorded initially as a podcast episode, uh, which you will likely hear in the sound quality today. It's not quite as good as it usually is for these solo episodes, but the content is so relevant. I recorded it in October of two years ago, and you'll hear me reference in uh, the first couple of minutes about how, you know, we kind of get to this time of year and we're starting to wrap up for the end of the year and we're putting plans in place for the year ahead in our businesses. And we can feel equal parts like we're on the home stretch, but also that there's just so much to do during this time. And so I wanted to share this recording with you today to help you finish this last quarter really strong to help you feel like you've got the tools to get really focused on what it is that you're wanting to create for this final quarter and really create a strategy to do that that means that you finish the year strong and don't fall in a heap over the Christmas period. So enjoy this episode. I really hope that it supports you and that you get to finish the year really, really strong in your business. I'm seeing this a lot in the online space at the moment and that it's much harder to create that focus that we really want to be able to create in our work. And so when I say frazzled, what am I actually talking about? What does that actually mean? So I'm talking about being distracted by having too much to do and not knowing where to start. It's having too many people around you and not being able to you know, experience that sense of like coming home to yourself to know what your priorities are and what's really important to you. It's being distracted by your phone. It's being distracted by your own internal dialogue and not being able to connect and get clarity on what is actually important to you to move the needle forward in your business. So when it comes to those feelings of feeling and being frazzled, perhaps you can identify with some of those themes and some of those things that come up for you where it's like, okay, yeah, this feeling of being frazzled shows up for me when I maybe 
am um, watching people online and not staying in my own lane or it comes up for me because I have too many things on my plate or it comes up for me because I'm not getting enough time alone to do the things that I need to do. So I think identifying the source of your frazzled, whatever frazzled looks like for you, is really important, first of all, identifying where that comes from because usually there's a mindset layer to that feeling of being frazzled. I know as an example for me that that being frazzled comes up for me when I feel like things are out of control. One of my key things that I always really need to keep in check is my desire to control things. And so for me, for me personally, I can often feel frazzled if I feel like things are out of my control. For many of my clients, I know that there can be that feeling of being frazzled if they haven't done enough or they think they haven't achieved enough or they haven't been productive enough or it's that not enough, not enough, not enough feeling. So my point here and by providing these examples, the thing that I'm really wanting to drive home with this is that that experience, first of all, of feeling frazzled and as though you're not actually able to move anything forward and create the focus and the space in your life to move things forward, that feeling of being frazzled, there's usually a deeper, I don't necessarily want to use the word trigger, but there's usually a deeper emotional layer to that experience of being frazzled. So whether it is that things feel like they're out of control um, or you feel like you're not enough or you're lacking in some way, it's really worth identifying what that is and what that looks like because when you know what that is, it's much easier to solve that problem of feeling frazzled, right? Does that make sense? So it's so much easier to work out how you can create that focus when you identify what that feeling of frazzle looks like for you. It's really, really easy to go, oh my God, I've just got so much on my plate or there's just too much going on right now or I just haven't been able to, you know, do this or whatever it might be. But really, really get real with yourself and check in like, what is the reason I feel this? Like, why is this feeling of being frazzled truly coming up for me? So that's the first thing that I want to share there, how frazzle can look different for everyone and, you know, really identifying what the core of it actually is and means for you. I guess the antithesis of being frazzled, the, you know, the juxtaposition, the polarity, the opposite end of the spectrum is being focused. And by having focused as the desired state, and knowing and acknowledging that that is our desired state, we have an opportunity to take ourselves to that place and get ourselves back into alignment. When I'm in that space, I'm able to feel creative. I'm clear. I have this amazing opportunity to be able to create the most amazing things from that space and be able to get the most incredible downloads from that place. And really be able to tune in to what my business needs from me when I am in that focused place. So if I'm, you know, I relate it to that feeling in my body of being really grounded. It's really about going, okay, so 
what does that focus look like for me? And how do I get back to that place? How do I cultivate that? And how do I create that? And how do I create that grounding? When you are endeavoring to create that feeling of focus, the best way that you can do that is to create the space to allow flow to occur. It's about being really intentional about it. Flow doesn't just happen to us. Something that's really easy to do is go, I'm just going to wait for inspiration to hit. Like I'm just going to wait for that inspiration to come up. And when it does, I'm going to take it and run with it. But in our modern lives, we don't actually leave enough space to be able to utilize that inspiration when it comes in. So we need to actually carve out those pockets to allow ourselves to get into a flow state. When we're talking about flow and focus, you know, there's a marriage between the two. The two are not mutually exclusive in any way. They're, they're really one, they're unified. So to be able to get ourselves into that flow state, we need to carve out the space and carve out the time to be able to get into it, whatever that looks like for us. Just as a aside on, you know, a stat around getting into flow state, I think it's, it, it depends which research you read, but it can take you up to 30 minutes to get into that place. And then for every distraction that is created, it can take you up to another 20 minutes to get back into it. So if you're currently like sitting down to do work and you might do a little bit of work and then you randomly, you know, pick up your phone to scroll, um, you do a little bit more work and then, you know, the baby cries or you do a little bit more work and then you're trying to like put dinner on or you're doing a little bit more work and you're like putting washing on, then you're never actually allowing yourself to get into that focused or flow state where you can produce that work. But instead you're creating that feeling, that sense of being, of being super frazzled and it's not supporting you to be able to produce. It's not supporting you to be able to create and you're not able to move. It's so much harder to move your business forward from that place, right? Hopefully this is useful, first of all, because I think the first thing with all of this is that it is a mindset shift. And because when you understand that mindset shift about how important focus is to your business, you will then carve out the space to be able to do it. And now I say this a lot, but I'm so focused or aware that a lot of my clients are mothers and I am not. And there is just this extra layer of complexity to being able to carve out space when you are a mother and an extra layer of complexity when it comes to being distraction-free or creating a distraction-free environment. But I know because I have clients that are amazing examples of, and I've got an, a couple of amazing examples of mother clients who are here right now that have the ability to be able to create that space, whatever that looks like for them and get it done and, you know, really get it done. And what I also know about mothers is that maybe it's because you absolutely have to, but for whatever reason, you just seem to get it done faster. Like the flow state seems to happen quicker. You're able to land in it faster. The focus is like laser and you're able to move through and do the things much faster. So I think that, you know, in some ways, obviously, I know that there's more distractions that are able to present themselves to you. But if you allow yourself to carve out the space, then I know that you have the ability to get into that place much quicker. That's not based on any evidence. It's just what I've seen with my own clients. So call me out if you think that's wrong. But yeah, now we've talked a little bit more about, I guess, 
what frazzled looks like, what focus looks like, why it's so important and how to create and carve out that space for flow state. So now I'm just going to chat through some different strategies to really avoid distractions and allow yourself to stay in that flow state and be able to move through things and get it done and, and all of the things. So the first thing is strip it back. Something that's really stopping us from being able to focus is that we're trying to do so many things, so many things. With creating online businesses, we're being told constantly by so many different sources that we need to utilize and implement all of the different tools and strategies. And you get it, you know, from myself included, right? Find your way to be able to strip it back so that you are not trying to do hashtag all the things because hashtag all the things does not generate results. And if you are a client and you work with me, you will know that we go all in on like one strategy at a time. We're not trying to do 50 million different tactics at a time because that just does not work. You know, if you're trying to like launch a course over here and then you've got a group program over here, or you're trying to set up Pinterest and a Facebook group and a, you know, Instagram strategy all at the same time, then it's just not going to work. And if you don't believe me that it's not going to work for you, then hear me on this. It's actually not going to work for your clients either because they don't know how to connect with you if you are showing up everywhere and you're trying to move forward all these different external parts of your business. We need to make it really, really clear for our people to find us. But just as importantly, we need to make it really, really easy for us to be able to create success. And that means staying focused on the one strategy, really going all in for it, for, on it for at least 90 days. So keep your attention on the one thing. Something that I find works so well for me with this is that um, I have an ideas notebook and it's usually on my desk because I never ever want to stop the flow of inspiration. I'm sure you can really agree. But instead of going, okay, I can't think of anything new because I'm really focused on this one thing. It's like, allow all those things to come up for you, but have them all written out as they come up in your ideas notebook knowing that just because something comes through you right now does not mean that it needs to be implemented in that exact moment. If something's flowing through you right in this exact moment, it might be something that's supposed to be produced or shared with the world in, you know, one month's time, five months time, five years time, just because something's flowing to you right now doesn't mean it needs to be actioned and implemented straight away. So focus means really focusing on the strategy that is coming up for you right now and that you're all in on and that you've invested on. For me, I really like to do this quarterly so that I know I've got my quarterly things that I'm focused on. A lot of the time that might be a launch or all in on, you know, a new strategy and then you shift focus. Like it just in our work where we're doing all different things all the time and we're being told by all of the experts online to do all of the different things at all times, that focus is so key. Take what you need when you need it and ignore the rest. You don't need to know and implement all of the things all the time. In fact, it's going to keep you more frazzled and less focused. And without that focus, you won't be able to move your business forward. Okay, so I've actually started talking here about the second strategy, which is creating that one key goal. So going all in on that one strategy for 90 days. So right now it might be that you have one thing that you go all in on until the end of the year. The other thing 
that I find is that a lot of the time we confuse new inspiration with self-sabotage because we feel like, oh no, but I just got called to do this next or I just got told I should implement this next. Whereas it's potentially just self-sabotage dressed in like a really pretty suit (laughs) there to distract us from the real work. So get to know when that's coming up for you so that you can honor that and come back, come back, come back, come back. It's so easy to want to try and feel distracted by shiny object syndrome, by something new, by all of the things. We as entrepreneurs, we love new, we love shiny, we love all of that, myself included. So come back to where you're at and the thing that energetically is the thing that you have decided to go all in on. Create boundaries with your phone. (laughs) The next recommendation here is just like the most tactical and practical thing ever, but create boundaries with your phone. So I'm going to share an example of something that I acknowledged and recognized that I was doing and have been doing for a really long time. And that is that um, I've been using my phone almost like a reward. So when I am working, you know, at my desk or at a cafe or in other parts of my house, if something's flowing for me, then what I find is I get this crazy endorphin rush. And then because I feel good, I give myself permission, (laughs) self-sabotage to like take a breath, grab a cup of tea, scroll on my phone because I love scrolling on my phone when I feel good but not when I feel crappy. So it's really easy for us to use our phone in that way, like using it as a reward. And in doing so, we're creating a distraction and we're cutting off that ability to focus. We're cutting off that sense of focus and flow. And it takes us then that 20, 30 minutes to get back into the thing that we were doing. So remove your phone get it out of the room, stop it from being a distraction so that you can really zero in and not utilize your phone as a reward. Another thing that comes up a lot when it comes to focus with my clients is that it's really easy to consume more than we're creating. So it's really, really easy to just trick ourselves into believing that we need to look outside of ourselves for the answers and we'll start consuming, whether it be consciously or unconsciously by looking up, you know, people in related industries or people that inspire us even, or whatever it might be, might be to find those other answers that are actually within us. A lot of this is really related to self-trust as well. So trust yourself enough to know that you can create without having to consume first. And in fact, that consumption is just another distraction when really allowing yourself to come back to creation mode, to bring it back all the time is the way that you are going to cultivate more of that focus and more of that ability to really zero in on the things that are going to move your business forward. Can you see how we trick ourselves so much into believing that the things that are distracting us most are the things that move our business forward when really it is focus that moves our business forward and not those distractions or not those things that are actually self-sabotaging us. The last point that I wanted to make was around time blocking. I freaking love time blocking. 
I've gone through a range of different ways and it changes, you know, seasonally. It might even change based on, you know, where I'm at in my cycle, just where I'm at in my business cycle as to how I plan my day, plan my week, all of those things. But something that works really, really well for me, especially as my business has become bigger and more multifaceted and I have different team and, uh, you know, a lot more clients and things that just, you know, need to be done each and every day is time blocking. It just, it changes the game for me. So I use Asana as my project management tool with my team. And then time blocking is my way of not allowing myself to make up stories about how much time I actually have to do something. So when I look at, and I do this at the start of the week, I'll go through and work out what has to be done within the business that week. And I'll delegate the things that I don't need to do. And then I've got that list left of what I actually need to do within my business that week. And once I know what it is that I need to do within the business that week, then I'll start time blocking that into each of the days. So I might have an hour to do. And and this is where you get really real with yourself. Like, does it really take you three hours to create your Instagram content for the week? Like, does it really need to, you know? So you can start then blocking those pockets of time for all of the things that you want to do within your business for that week. And then from there, what I do is I know that life happens and that things need to be tweaked and changed. And I, and I endeavor to keep maintain a lot of white space there. So I've got some flexibility. And then I just spend the week playing Tetris with my time blocks. So if I find that I get really into flow with something and I've got another task coming up and I'm like, oh my God, but I'm so in flow with this thing. Then I'll take that next thing and pop it up, like literally drag and drop it to another section within my week. Obviously, there's certain things that you can't do that for, for example, client sessions or meetings or anything like that. Um, but those things that you have control over, you can then play Tetris with um, with your time blocking and move things around. And it becomes like this really fun game of how can I play Tetris but still ensure that I get all these things done by the end of the week. So that is my biggest time management tip. I'm all about time blocking. I absolutely love it. In addition to time blocking, in terms of the general themes of my day or of my week, and I've tried so many different ways of doing this, I have my days when I see clients. So the first thing to that is that I've personally worked out when I work best, what time of day I work best and how I work best. So I know that my preferred time to see clients is in the afternoons. So there might be some weeks where I have client sessions every day, but they're always in the afternoons or usually in the afternoons. I've got one day a week where I see clients in the morning and that's just for clients who are on a different time zone where we need to do the morning. Otherwise it just doesn't quite work. But for the rest of my clients, I see them in the afternoons or in the early evening for my masterminders. So I know that that works best for me because the best way for me to work is to get all the things done that I need to get done first thing in the morning. I'm my most productive first thing in the morning. And then if I didn't have things scheduled in the afternoon, it's much harder for me to be able to do the things. Whereas if I've got client sessions, my absolute favorite thing to do is to show up my clients. So it's really, really easy 
for me to do my client work with my clients and do my client sessions in the afternoon. So that's the first thing I know. I know the time of day that I work best and I stick to that and I'm super disciplined because the more disciplined I am, the more free I feel, which I know is an oxymoron, but trust me on that. <laughs> it's absolutely the truth and just works. Yeah. Without fail time and time again. In addition to that, I do have different days for different things. So I find Friday, is more of my administration days. Monday is more focused on content creation. I've got certain days where I'm more beautiful you focused because I do the marketing and I'm one of the trainers for them. Yeah, I've got different pockets of time where I do different things. I also batch work. So I do all my content together. I do all my administrative stuff together. So I never have days where it's like one social post, emails, client sessions. It's always every day looks different because every day is batch because that allows me to get into that flow state. I really hope that this helped you in terms of knowing how to create more focus in your business and really going all in on, yeah, what focus looks like for you and avoiding all of those frazzly feelings that we know just don't support us in the form of a million and one distractions that are potentially out there stopping us from being able to achieve all the things in our business. 